From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Wow, George. Welcome in. Hi, how are you? Hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Diego. Who can now answer all the questions that have Braden's ear smoking? Yeah, yeah. last hour, of course, <laughs> we uh, left on a uh, note with Bill George, uh, blah, 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 and about gator hunting. And then he comes right. in going, man, you don't want me making your coffee. I don't know nothing about it. I'm like, well, you learn yeah, something new to- every day. I had to leave just so you didn't ask me all the questions in the middle of a break, and then we'd say, well, that would have been good if we did it on the air. (laughs) Before the uh, top of the hour, uh, before the uh, break there, uh, just a quick mention, 96-hour sale going on out at Brandon Ford. Go out there and get your uh, car, truck, or van, or super duty, or whatever it is you need out there. Today would be a great weekend to go out there and do your thing. Uh, go out there and get a, a nice deal on a car. Brooks, he'll be there ready to go. Beautiful dealership. He wants to get out there and give you the best deal so he can go do some fishing. You know, you know, he's, it's his day. He's working today, so it'll be good. And, um, it is a beautiful day out there. It is nice. Popcorn, uh, food, places to throw the kids into a, they've got a fenced in area. You can shop. Turn them loose. Uh, uh, you were talking about temperature wise. Cause it was like still 81 degrees when yeah, I but walked it was out. Nice. It was it was hey. not quite as humid, I will give you that, and it was quite pleasant. Uh, Moisture wasn't in the air. I am so over, over. I, I know we say it every year, I'm just so over the the heat and everything else. Uh, talking to the guys with Wicked Lights there in Utah, and there, and I said, he said, well, what's, I said, when is this stuff going to get here? And he said, where are you? I said, Florida. He goes, oh, man, I wish I was in Florida today. I go, no, no, you don't. <laughs> No, you don't. The heat index is like 110 with 100% relative humidity. Come on down. I was like, dude, you do not want to be here. I said, you guys are in Utah, you would die. You would melt. You would melt. Die. Die. No. Oh, yeah. They're not going to die. Oh, dude, trust me. The you guys b- from Illinois are down. They've been they've been getting some That's good totally different. That's not mountain. That's not uh, that dry. Uh, dude, I'm telling you. The the people from Wyoming that we hunted with out for years, man, shooting dogs and everything else, prairie dogs, uh, out there, they were like, "Well, oh, want to come down there for a spring Osceola hunt?" And I went, mm, "You better uh, get ready for that." I mean, you guys, have you ever sweated to the point where it's like dripping completely off your body? And they're like, "No." Have you ever sweated to the point where you really aren't able to sweat anymore because you're so dehydrated? And I said, "You know, that's bad." Because your sweat works out here. You know, as soon as it comes out of your pores, it evaporates and cools your body down. I said, you better go sit in a steam sauna with all your hunting gear on, with your gun, everything else, and go sit in there and see how long you can stay. <laughs> and and then. Can, and if you can make it for five hours, then you're good to go on an Osceola hunt. And then the only cooling you get is as you start swatting <laughs> <that> mosquitoes <laughs> and you move a little air. You know, they, how come they never came up with a, uh, a a great method of running and gunning with, like, an electric golf cart after turkeys? That would be the way to go. Where you got air moving, you know, you're at least moving. Who said they have Take it? Take the windshield off. I don't know. I've never heard of anybody doing any run and gun with a 
Because that would be considered a vehicle, wouldn't it? Yep, but in Florida, as long as the vehicle has come to a complete stop, you can shoot out of it. Mm. Well, that ain't running good. As long as you're not on, you know, a a public road or something along that line, if you're out in the woods. What if you start off in a golf cart, hop out while it's still rolling, and then you're in a doggo run with a forty five shooting at something? Uh, I guess that's legal, right? Probably. Okay, just asking. For a friend. Yeah. Statute of limitations. I'm not bringing up anything. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the reason why I was asking that is because uh, <laughs> sorry, Jonathan. Hey, Arm- armored, good. armored turkeys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, armored, armored uh, shooting soup bowls. Invasive uh, critters that are going to be here. Uh, the reason why I was asking that, uh, Jonathan, just do not invite what you thought were your friends out with you next time. I, hey, I don't. Hey, I'm good. friends and family, so you got to leave them behind as well. Before the break, we were talking about alligators. Where we left off, you were over there, blah blah blah, about the what? Every alligator license. There's commercial. There's, there's there's really three. There's the nuisance, the public water and the private lands all three licenses are all commercial licenses and that's one of the reasons why you can't get one till you're 18 years old so a 17 year old cannot currently apply in the lottery for an alligator tag because they're not 18 it's a commercial license and so and go <laughs> but they can be a helper they can be a he- oh we can take your money as a helper yeah but if if you're a licensed car mechanic and I'm there to help you, I don't have to pay the state $50 to help you. What, what is this whole this Helpy whole thing? helperson? It's a way to make a little extra cash on the side, I guess. For the where, where's that really helping? I, it helps the alligators, Bill. It all goes to help the alligators because they're so, endang- so endangered. I'm, now mean, I'm upset. I mean, if you turn around and you take the people who have the rights to do commercial fishing in freshwater, and somebody goes out there to help them for a day, you don't get charged to go help a commercial fisherman. No, but expect to get yelled at a lot because you yeah. don't know what you're doing. Uh, no, but but the thing is, is when we were talking with the guys from Swamp People, and we were having the discussion of the differences that they can do there and then what we can do here, I seem to remember that everything that they do in Louisiana is considered commercial straight across the board. It's it not recreational. It is. So that's why they can hang meat on hooks. and yards, yeah, They're yeah. fishing. Yeah, they're no. fishing for alligators, but they can't go at night. They can't snipe at night. They can't do all those things that we could do basically at night. I mean, we're not firing off a rifle across a, a lake at, at night. No, no we, have different, we have different hunts in florida i i understand that but they're, no, uh, they're distinct no i do because their distinction that, was that we they can, were commercial we can shoot a gun and we can hang bait right but it can't have a hook in it it, it can have a hook if you're a trapper it, it no it's if it's on the private wetland tag only under the public water where we're allowed on public lakes and everything are you excluded from doing that so why am I just now learning these things? Because you don't listen the last time we talked about it. What'd you say? <laughs> why did you throw the that? Public, the why? public the public water hunt has restrictions on it that are not in the other two programs. 
Okay. Should the, we sh- should we should we uh, be screaming to simplify that a little bit more, where everybody has the same rules across the board? The, if the if the whole entire plan is to reduce the alligator population, which you've explained that's like the core reason why they do it anyway, yeah. then why wouldn't you let them use the most effective, easiest, fastest method to remove the alligator out of there, and that way you're not uh, just out with a bunch of trophy hunters who are out there all the time. Now you got guys that are out there pulling in four footers, five footers, all that stuff. They're removing alligators. What giggles? The, what is what? What did I say was wrong? It's it just it is something that is going to be looked at and evaluated. I'm hoping soon we can turn around and exclude the the you know give us 24 hours and that type of stuff. So. We'll be back. I'm not done with you. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> this is a Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Go out and see him today. they got the big, giant, 96-hour Labor Day weekend sale going on. It's the super sale. If you want to come and complain about Bill George as well, you can. Uh, you can call in at 888-404-1010. Call him anything you want to as long as it's not a dirty word. All right, bye. over there jamming talking to somebody on the phone i've never seen anybody wrestle with the door and a chair at the same time like you bill george i didn't hit the mic because <laughs> no, you don't have control <laughs> which is the way we like it uh here we are the big and wild outdoors Braden gun johnson swindle and uh, bill george live in the studio here at the beasley broadcasting empire on the west coast of florida we are hanging out over here on this uh, somewhat nicer Saturday morning. Uh, there are some chances of some rain coming up a little bit later on. Maybe they're looking at uh, scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. Highs in the mid 90s and a pretty light wind, five to tenner out of the east, and a chance for rain about 50 percent. Heat index 109. It's going to be warm. And then uh, Bill it's George, a hot outside. Bill, Bill George and Belinda Buffy, as I like to call her, they're going to be out there a little bit later on. See if they can't put a big old granddaddy lizard in the boat. And uh, before the break, I, I just want to ask you this, Bill George. This was a question that was posed to me, which is why I texted you earlier in the week about Manatee, Lake Manatee. Young gentleman, first time he'd ever been out. He came in, bought a ton of your gear and all that kind of stuff like that going out. And he was all giggity giggity about getting out there and getting his uh, first alligator. They went down and they did some perusing around... Uh, Lake Manatee down there, and they were promptly cut off from that going, ain't no alligator down here, boy. You can't be hunting down here in this alligator here. Lake. But you can hunt like Manatee. And he says, but I have a county tag, sir. I thought it covered uh, the lake. And he's like, nope, nope, it does not cover the lake. Yeah. 
so uh, the, the lake is a designated unit. Yeah, and, so that's why I I texted you and said, "Okay, Manatee County, what do you what do you think?" And uh, you gave me your suggestion, which I gave to him, which he was very appreciative of. So I said, "Let me know how you do." So uh, he's going to let me know how he does from your suggestion. But so I just wanted to reiterate now that you've enlightened me that there's like a plethora of different uh, tags with different rules for each and every one of them. Uh, we should let everybody know that just because you have a county tag doesn't mean everything is available in that county that you can go hunt in. Correct. And on your license, when you get it, if the gentleman would have read his license at the bottom, it says excludes Lake Manatee. Is that the only exclusion or does it list That's, every that, exclusion? That, your county tag will list all the exclusions that you have okay. for that permit. So if you had a Polk County tag, it will say you can't ex- you can't hunt Lake Kissimmee. It will say you can't hunt Lake Hatchnaha. It'll it'll tell you all the different places you can't hunt. Well, that's good to know. Unless, of course, you're a commercial guy, and then apparently you can go anywhere you want to, right? No, you have to be within the confines of that permit. Now, what if it was the second type of commercial one? Could you go do it then? But, even the nuisance <laughs> is even more stringent. There have to be within 100, 150 feet of the property line of the, of person? the person who has the complaint. Right. Okay, so then uh, maybe the third kind. You could do it if you have the third kind. of. Uh, then license. you have to be on the property that the permit was issued for. Okay. It's 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 all confusing. Do they have an app for that yet? No. Why don't they have an app for that yet? <laughs> you know, is there an app for that? Who's this on the phone? I don't even know. Diego was talking to him for a while. Who's this on the phone? Hey, is this Bill? No. This, uh, yes, this is Bill. This Hi. Braden, Bill. Bill, and Jonathan. This is Braden. <laughs> I mean, Br- Bill. How are you? Who's this? This is Tracy Grevert with Florida Hunters for the Hungry. No Sweet. way. Well, if that's who you are, then I'm actually Braden, and that's Bill over there. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys can switch later if you want to. We won't hold it against you. <laughs> Sometimes during the breaks, we do change shirts just for fun. Yeah. As long as you don't change coffee mugs, you're good to go. I'm not. I'm not worried about what he's got. He should be worried about what I. Got. That's all I'm saying. What are you? What are you up to? What's going on? Well, it's a, a pleasure for uh, me to be able to get on here with you guys and uh, explore a little bit about what we're doing here in Florida and uh, appreciate that opportunity. Um, just let me get, if for folks that don't know about Hunters for the Hungry, uh, it's basically uh, a national program that has been around for quite a while. And some of the stats on a national level is is that Hunters for the Hungry is providing a, a little bit over 8 million meals uh, to individuals uh, across the United States. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that uh, we've uh, – there was someone here a while back that tried to start a chapter here, and it, uh, I don't know whatever happened to them. They, uh, they kind of faded away or something, but um, I know that – uh, Louisiana, Georgia, Kentucky, Carolinas, uh, even New Jersey, South Carolina, Texas. I mean, they everybody has them. Uh, wasn't it originally started somewhere like up in Minnesota or Wisconsin or somewhere? I think those guys were like big leaders of it, or at least big donators of it back in the day. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where, where I came from in Virginia. <laughs> Virginia is one of the top five states uh, overall. Virginia, Missouri, Iowa. Um, yeah, because Pennsylvania they, yeah, because and they keep, Ohio. Yeah, because they keep hitting them with, with cars on the side of the road. They're easier to pick up yeah. that way. 
<laughs> Dude, well, I, we got to get them somehow. I, I'm and you a, I'm know a, what? When I'm they a, do I'm that, a, they're, they're tenderized. That's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna tell you something. The the most deer I've ever seen laying on the side of the road were in each of those states that you just mentioned. I've never seen so many dead deer in my life on the side of the road except in Virginia, and Iowa, and uh, um, the third one was like uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, Pen- no, not Pennsylvania. It was uh, I- Ohio. 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 I mean, dude, they were like every twenty-five feet, there'd be a, a doe or a buck or two does, and I mean, they were they were everywhere. And and remember, one of my gauges of how good the economy is is if that deer is constantly being picked up as soon as they get hit. The economy's not doing so good. If they're sitting there for <laughs> a while, how fresh is he? <laughs> the, the economy's doing a little better. You can't pick them up legally anymore in Texas. I know no. that because people were building those trucks and. You know, doing a little road hunting. Oh, is that yeah. where you're saying that the uh, ranch hand bumpers and all that, yeah. that's why they became so popular? Yeah, they did, because 70 miles an hour on the back, you know, double D road, next thing you know, you got a whole truckload of deer back there. But now, Trace, now you came down here from Virginia. Are you doing anything but besides this, uh, or is this your main gig? What, what, how'd you get into well, this? Well, I came down here to retire, to be honest with you, Jonathan, and it kind of didn't work out that way. I had a little bit of a... Uh, a difficulty in finding a place down here. I've spent almost the past 30 years in the real estate and mortgage industry and, and kind of wanted to get out of it. But because I had such a hard time, the wife even uh, pushed me into back into getting into real estate. And I'm kind of glad I did because it's really uh, cemented a foundation for me to um, get Hunters for the Hungry up and running. You know, uh, this, is a, this is a family uh, mission of ours that uh, we started in Virginia and uh, helping uh, Virginia hunters for the hungry out up there and processing and getting donations and, you know, supporting them in the Northern Virginia area. And it kind of led into something much bigger than that. Cause when we decided to, to make the move down here, I kind of looked at it and I was like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. And then when I got down here after I was here for about three months and I was, I was talking with Bill uh, it, it just kind of was uh, pushed in front of me, and uh, I think he just sent that message to me saying, hey, look, uh, you're down here for a reason. Your servitude is to start, uh, you know, Hunters for the Hungry. And each state is individually uh, run, so to say. Each state, you know, pretty much starts itself up. So we uh, got on it in November of 18. And uh, by the end of January of 2019, we had every, regardless of the IRS being shut down and everything, we had the full approvals and everything for Florida Hunters for the Hungry. So it kind of just uh, has been rolling from there. And what we've been doing is just building infrastructure and working and trying to get the box stores uh, to support us. And uh, Walmart was, was a big supporter, even up in Virginia. And uh, they just died off and, and went to, you know, Never Never Land. So um, we're really basically uh, on that ground floor now. We've uh, expanded uh, already into Panama City. We have an incredible individual up there. Matter of fact, Bill knows him, Steve Shea, incredible biologist, uh, very well known through the Florida Wildlife Commission. And uh, we have another retired vet over in uh, Jacksonville that I knew from Belvoir Bow Hunters up near Quantico and Fort Belvoir, Virginia. So, uh, you know, from that aspect, uh, we're building. We've got a great relationship with Feeding Tampa Bay. 
uh, we've expanded uh, and getting started down here of being able to utilize their services uh, and being able to feed individuals. And that's our goal is, is our goal is to feed families. Uh, we want to do it uh, through the harvesting of game, but we also have the ability to, um, you know, get foods through Tampa Bay and they've committed to pick up all of our meats in 10 counties when we get that big. And I did some numbers guys. And I was, I was, I was actually shocked. I didn't realize we were, our goal was 8,000 pounds this year. We're over 6,000 pounds already this year. And um, I, I probably should revise that goal up to 10,000 pounds because uh, we haven't even hit the hunting season yet. And the road kills, like you said, uh, we're fortunate down here to have a great relationship in Pasco County and, and Hernando County with the uh, FWC officers. And uh, we get those calls after they uh, euthanize or have to put down uh, game, and, and we'll go pick those up and get those processed and get them out to the food pantries. Well, Trace, hang on for us. we got to take a real quick break. We'll talk to you on the backside of it, so don't go anywhere. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors talking uh, with Tracy from Hunters of the Hungry. A uh, new chapter is going to be opening up here in the uh, Florida area, here in Tampa Bay area. And uh, we want to hear more about it, so we're going to take a fast one. We are uh, brought to you by our friends over at Brandon Fort, so stay right here. some of the best concerts I ever worked in my life. They were always so much fun. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey, we're talking with uh, Tracy Garrett. He's with uh, Hunters from the Hunger, Hunters for the Hungry here in the uh, Tampa Bay area. Are you officially a Tampa Bay chapter, or are you Lakeland, Polk County? Where are you at? Florida. Because Florida? Florida? Well, well, yeah, we, we actually are uh, here between Dade City and Brooksville. We are the, the actual uh, corporate uh, entity for the entire state of Florida. And then we have breakoffs, uh, as I said, with Mr. Uh, Shea up in Panama City and then Mark over in Jacksonville. But, uh, you know, we're, we're reaching out. We need some help. I mean, folks that want to get involved and, and work with us to, uh, you know, either open something up maybe down a little bit uh, down in that area of um, southern Polk County or over there in Sarasota or really anywhere. I mean, we're looking at opening up Okeechobee hopefully here this year too. Um, but I think that the key is is that, uh, you know, we start uh, expanding outwards from Tampa Bay. So we could say we're in the greater Tampa Bay area. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah, that sounds all right, west coasty kind of okay. thing. But uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know back years and years ago, uh, back in the days when Steve and I did the show, we would try to donate meat to certain areas, and some people would take it and some people would not. Uh, and that wasn't because they didn't want it, but they didn't want the stigma or the uh, protesters to show up, knowing that they were feeding uh, you know, these people uh, you know, wild game that was taken out. Uh, they did it for more political reasons than you know, actually trying to feed some people. Uh, so... Uh, you know, you said you got people that come by and pick up the food. Uh, so you're not providing the meals. You're just providing the meat for the meals for other people to use at their locations. Is that correct? Well, yes and no. <clears throat> um, 
let's let's roll back here a second. I understand your your thought process with uh, uh, with people basically with the pitchforks and stuff. And it's kind of funny because when I first uh, uh, ran, ran off the uh, website, and again, you know, we're looking for folks to help anyone out there that have some experience in websites that'd like to help us with ours. You know, we'd love to have you help us out. But I had a picture of a bear there. And you guys know that bear uh, hunting uh, kind of went by the wayside uh, after the pitchfork people came out, and uh, they went ahead and they, they stopped doing that. And one of the FWC uh, folks there said, hey, you, you probably should take that bear off of there. You have people with pitchforks coming here to your, your corporate address. So my point to that is, is, guys, look, we're used to adversity, but my my resolve, uh, I know that these these – these are uh, God's creatures. These are being harvested legally. The meat's being donated legally, and we are helping feed to feed people. We are in such a protein meat shortage right now that we basically are blessed to get anything. I've been doing processing since I was a young young guy. I mean, I'm, I won't say how old I am, but I mean a, a long, long time. My kids started this uh, uh, going out with me when we were harvesting on our land in Virginia at two years old, and we've been harvesting. Matter of fact, I think I told Bill the other day, I think we harvested almost 200 uh, deer for um, uh, hunters for the hungry uh, in our last year. That's the four of us, my wife and my two young boys. So, yes, we take it. We pick it up. You know, if they've got pitchforks and stuff, we'll deal with that. But the bottom line is we also deliver it uh, to either the veteran centers or to the homeless or to who needs it. Uh, we've actually reached out and done that, and we want to continue to do that. The model that you're talking about essentially is, is that we need processors. That processor processes the food. You, you guys go out. Well, all three of us go out on a hunt and get some hogs or some deer. We bring them to the processor. Processor processes it all, packages it all up. We vet the pantry. It must be 501c3s or, uh, you know, uh, viable uh, entities that we actually can have go pick up the food from the processor. We pay the processor to process those. Now, what I've done is I've done a lot of that processing and a lot of that pickup and running around simply because, you know, we're in the growth stage. And uh, you got to do what you got to do. It's just that simple. All the way down uh, to Lakeland, uh, all the way over to Orlando, all the way up to Ocala, all the way over to the coast. And um, we're just getting started, guys. We're just getting started. So I hope that kind of puts a uh, a good pitchfork into that thought process of, of people trying to stop yeah. us from doing the right thing. Well, I know next weekend you're going to be out at the clay shoot, and you know I want to turn around and talk to you a lot more there while we're in person also because after talking to a few other people there's some opportunities out there um, that we have right now that we think might might make a good fit and we I may introduce you to somebody next week out there at the clay shoot and that that's the clay shoot out there that we're going to be in person at with the Trinity sportsman out there at Fishhawk yeah, clays. we'll be out there broadcasting next Saturday. So while you're out there shooting, we'll be out there heckling you. Making you miss. Are you, are you going to shoot or are you just – No, uh, I, I'm actually not going to shoot. Um, I'm excited. And as a matter of fact, uh, to, to, to say the least, um, uh, Angie and my two boys are coming with me. They're excited. And and, and that's because it's just it, – it, 
it's just in our family. I mean, it's something that all of us are are excited about. Um, it's it's the the. I mean, Trinity Sportsman uh, Ministry has been. We've been blessed to know Dennis and and have him help us. Um, I mean, he's donated uh, meats to us, and and me and the boys have gone down there and picked them up, and then we brought them back up and processed them and. You know, the bottom line is is that that's what it's about. It's about all of us working together. I'm excited to meet you guys. I mean, this is the networking part that uh, I talked to Bill a little bit about is that you know, we need to reach out to folks that are like-minded that want to help. Um, there's a lot of folks out there that basically this time of year maybe haven't eaten all their game, like you said, Jonathan, and, and they want to get rid of some of that meat. They want to, you know, basically donate it or whatever. Well, you know, we the, can make that happen. I, it's also uh, changing the minds, I think, of a lot of hunters here in the state of Florida. Uh, we haven't had that system here in such a long time that it was going to have to be something that's a, a gradual process. I know that uh, when I would hunt in Missouri, it seemed like every second or third person who was in line literally to get their deer process would donate at least one doe. I mean, the whole thing. They would come in with four does, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm donating one of them for uh, Hunters for the Hungry. And, I mean, sitting there in that line of, of trucks, we're talking about probably 40 or 50 does a day that they were donating there during the peak of rifle season. And uh, it amazed me. I was like, man, I've never seen so many so many people that just like, you know, yeah, sure, take it. It's uh, yeah, I'm going to donate this one. Now, my, my question is, Mr. Tracy, what uh – we're talking about i mean obviously everybody on here is talking about we've said roadkill and other things of that nature the people need to understand when they want to donate an animal do they need to have it field dressed do you guys i mean what condition do you want the animal delivered in well it you know and, and working in a couple different states it's 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 interesting because each state is different and and of course you know we have had some significant changes in florida matter of fact uh you know i got wind of that tagging uh process in florida for deer um probably before a lot of people even knew about it and they're saying you're crazy that ain't gonna happen and blah 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 but it did happen so you know obviously we we want to have legally harvested um, uh, game. That's the first thing, first and foremost. And then the second part of it is, is that the processors down here don't do as much as, as we're used to. They're, they want these, uh, game to basically be skinned and gutted and, you know, be able to it, be it, delivered in that fashion. The hog's it, pretty much the same thing. It is. But I've also found processors that will take the whole thing and do it. And we pay for that to be done. And, and that's where the key is, guys, is that, you know, we're in that, that wealth building uh, cycle for us to be able to pay these processors and get these processors to work for us um, and either give us a break. Mark in Jacksonville has what you're talking about in Missouri. They're actually donating whole deer, and the, the hunters are paying the processor uh, to process them, and, and we process them all into to ground meat because it's easier to package. Like in Jimmy Dean sausage rolls, and in like almost one and three quarter to two pound packages. Yeah, that's what they would do there. They'd grind the whole yeah. thing and uh, donate the uh, grind. For, yeah, I mean, because you can yeah. make anything out of it: meatloaf, hamburgers, spaghetti sauce, whatever you need. You know, you can make it out of it. And and here, yep. what and we want to do the same thing with hogs. And and I had a conversation uh, earlier about. Uh, the, the versatility of, of the groundhog. I mean, you can you can do as much with the groundhog 
as you can, you know, with ground beef or ground deer or, you know, ground turkey or ground chicken. And and that's the other part, too, is that, you know, we're getting donations, um, uh, getting wind of some farmers that are wanting to donate stuff. Maybe they want to get rid of a goat or maybe they want to, you know, do a cow that's not, you know, I'm not saying it's not edible, but it's not to their standards of what they want. And we can give them uh, a 501c3 receipt as a tax write-off, uh, and that's better than them trying to do all the other stuff. But the issue is is our network, and, and that's why I can't wait to meet with you guys next weekend to talk about how we together uh, as a team and all the people listening out there, because it's all of us. It's just not a couple. It takes a team uh, for us to be able to put everything together and, and get it working. And I have the big team, Feeding Tampa Bay's commitment that if we get so big, uh, they'll just run their trucks out and they'll pick it up from the processors and bring it back to the central location and distribute it. So when you have that vision in sight, which I do, uh, there's nothing that's going to hold us back other than us just getting the, you know, hopefully getting some of those block stores. I'm going to go down and talk to Bass Pro Shops down by you guys to see if I can um, pick up some things for the, the, the weekend and, and get some uh, things from them. But up north, they got those guys in Missouri. You have to understand, they've got a lot of block stores that are supporting their hunters for the hungry there in the state. And that's how they got so big. And in Texas, Texas is huge. You look at Texas, you Google Texas Hunters for the Hungry, and you, you'll, your, your jaw will drop. Here's what I want to say to everybody today. We can be bigger than Texas and any of the other states, and here's why. Here's what everyone must understand. Hey, I know. Hey, wait, t- wait. See, on that note, you're going to have to hold on. Your, okay. big, your big reveal is going to have to wait till we come back from break, all right? All right, that sounds good. God, you're a long-winded cuss. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Oh, my telephone. Understanding a little love. Understanding is all I need. Hi, everybody. Here we are, Big and Wild Outdoors, Brent Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and uh, Bill George on the phone with us. Uh, we have Tracy Garrett with uh, Hunters for the uh, Hungry, what we're going to call Central West Coast chapter of uh, Hunters for the Hungry. Uh, it's uh, soon to be hopefully in an area that uh, goes beyond our signal. It'd be nice to have uh, Arcadia and Central Parts down there around Zofalo Springs, all them boys, all those big hog hunting areas where a lot of guys get out in the woods all night long out there chasing chasing hogs with dogs all night and then don't know what to do with them after they caught them i don't know what do you want to do let's just cut the tail off and make it grow bigger okay you know that kind of thing uh, but now uh trace we were talking a little bit before the break and i i agree with you i mean if it's just a mindset uh you gotta understand uh, we have, uh, the old school that lives here in Florida, you know, it's, uh, the way it used to be where, uh, I never could understand why hunters from the hungry never worked here. When you got guys who go out and shoot 56 deer a year, you know, in the state. And, uh, what are you going to do with all that meat? I, you know, I don't know how many relatives you must feed because, you know, 
10 or 12, 15, 20 deer is, was never a problem here in the state of Florida well, for some people. And uh, yeah, like we, I like I said, I I have some ideas in my head floating around that we could we can work on as far as sources, but in addition to that, just trying to grow that infrastructure out and get the people out there helping out, uh, identifying the processors and that, and people who could help get it to there, or if it's something that's being donated or pick it up or. Yeah, and I understand that, uh, you know, like what we were talking about before the break is, you know, certain states you, you can donate the whole deer. You know, while you're standing in line, you just, you know, give, give them the whole thing, and it, it's all good. It's but. not it's not that Florida processors aren't willing to do some of that type of stuff, but what happens with Florida processors is we can't turn around and put 30 deer in a pile out there in the frozen tundra. Exactly, and the same thing with hogs. You cannot, <laughs> you, you, I mean, hogs have to be processed pretty quick. I mean, it's not like something that can... You know, hang around for a day or two because it's 42 degrees outside and, uh, you know, 15% relative humidity. Uh, you know, you, you just can't do it here. So it has to be get taken somewhere where it can be done pretty pretty quick. And I think that's why a lot of processors want to have it brought in, you know, skinned, gutted, quartered, or whatever, make it easier. So, yeah. yeah, so they can zippity-doo-dog, get her done, and, and, it, and it's at the door. And uh, plus now, with the new restrictions for, uh, you know, any deer that's brought out of state, uh, you know the way you have to dispose of bone and and and, and tissue and hide and everything else. It's it, it's a burden on them. So the I I would suggest that the cleaner you can get it to them, the faster it is you're gonna get it back. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. And and you know, I, I mean, I could spend so much time. I'll just hopefully get invited to call back in and talk about you know processing and and the things that I've experienced and the differences between the states, the cold weather and the warm weather, but but you guys are spot on on that thought process. And it is a learning curve down here. And I think that that learning curve is is, uh, is coming around pretty quick. And um, with the experience that everybody has and all the, the guys on, on listening today, I mean, I think they understand that. And I think it's just really a matter of just you know, getting out there and just like you said, just you know, do it quick, get it done. I mean, I talk to a processor, say, well, per, I, I prefer to have it live because it's easier to skin. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you going to get alive? Uh, so, you know, there's a whole thing with that too. And and I talked with Bill a little bit about Swift Mud, and you know, I can get Swift Mud. I can get groups together. I can get hunting groups together to go on there and and shoot hogs to be able to you know get them donated and stuff. But I can't get them to do it with their, you know, deprivation of what they do. That's a whole another story too. Oh, yeah. but uh, don't get me started. Don't, don't get Brandon yeah, started I know. on Swift. I know. Mud. I think we could. I think we all could could share some things out there that people uh, really would just shake their head and say, "Really? Are you serious?" And what? and yes, I am serious. There is there is some definite uh, issues with uh, with uh, the process of what's going on. But that's 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 another that's a yeah. whole another thing we can get into later. It, and I know we can talk a whole lot more about it next week, but uh, where where can people right now get a hold of you or see a website or get any information online? Yeah, um, the best thing is, well, obviously, if you Google Hunters for the Hungry Florida, I mean, we come up on the top. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's without being said, but it's H4HFL, so that's H4HFL.com. And it's a very basic website, so all you guys out there that are web tech, uh, web tech, web tech savvy, 
we've just got it up so we can get things working. Is, you know, we'll it, get it looking finer and better as time goes by. But at um, least it one has of your, our, if it has your contact information and where they can get more information, yep. that'll be great. And and I'm in Dade City, so I, that's my location. Steve's in Panama City, Mark's in Jacksonville, and we'll hopefully get Okeechobee. Um, one of the things I want to reach out there and say, most people may or may not have heard this, but it's called Reefs Across America, and uh, it's for the veterans. You know, for the holidays, they lay reefs. Well, they do a lot of other things, and, and we've actually uh, hooked up with them uh, to promote and sponsor uh, that. And, you know, Hunters for the Hungry gets a, a small donation for every reef uh, that's placed on a fallen hero's uh, grave site. So that's one way people can help us. And then obviously, you know, just meet donations. And, and I, I basically will work with everybody. I, I know you guys got a pretty big calling area, but if you call me and you have meat, I'm going to work to figure out how to get that. And more than likely, it'll be me driving there and picking it up. That's how important it is right now to us. But as we grow, um, I want it to be important to you out there and your community. In other words, I want you to feel that when you donate something, an animal, it's going to hopefully someone who's processing locally to you and that we also have a, a vetted place for that meat to go locally so you're helping your local county or your local area. It, it, there's nothing better than knowing that your donation is going you know, and you can see that and, and even maybe participate in that um, in your area. And, and that's a that's a that to me is is where the rubber meets the road. Sure. Well, we look forward to meeting you next weekend and uh, uh, we can talk a lot more about it then. And don't, and don't yeah, be, and, 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 and don't be great, uh, and don't be uh, don't be scared to come out there and shoot. I know we might embarrass you a little bit because you know you because <laughs> you're not very good at it. But uh, you know it's okay. We'll take it easy. Well, let me know. let me just say this: uh, I may not be that good, but I, I on my property here, and this is for the hunting uh, community. And a lot of my a lot of my guys up there uh, who are uh, 50 plus are kind of mad at me because I was down here and. I, my, I had my 10-year-old son out, and uh, I had him on, he's now 11, I had him on uh, his 410, and I called in one of these big Osceola turkeys right on into him, and uh, he pasted that thing perfectly, not a single piece of uh, buckshot in the meat, and it dropped right there, and I'm so proud of him, it's just not even funny, I sent a, I sent a picture out, I'm thinking about posting it on the, on the website, uh, but he's smiling ear to ear. So when he heard about this whole thing, uh, he wants to come down, obviously, for Hunters for the Hungry, but he wants to check everything out. So you may have some competition there, Jonathan. Well, it's good to know that at least one of you guys in the family can shoot. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just busting on you, man. Uh, uh, Tracy, hey, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Let me, let me, Jonathan, let me say one more thing. I'm, I'm, not John, I'm, I'm Braden. That's Jonathan, the quiet one. <laughs> okay. I, I, let me say one more thing about Florida. I want everyone to understand that we can be – one of the biggest states and here's why um i want you to think outside of the box we also have the ability to um work with the fishing community we have more coastline than anywhere else and if we could get those fish that come in like maybe working with coastal conservation association and stuff like that i mean we can cover stuff that nobody could ever even imagine could be covered so i want everyone to know just today that 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 we can be 
the, one of the best 501c3 hunters for the Hungries in the United States and feed more people than you could ever imagine just because of our God-given natural resources right here in Florida. And with that, I thank everybody, and, and God bless, man. All righty. Well, we'll see you next weekend. Okay, we'll see you guys in the morning. Take care. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks, see you, Tracy. Tracy Garrett, of course, with uh, the newest uh, addition here in the state of Florida, Hunters for the Hungry uh, here. I, I always thought it was a great idea, and I never could understand why uh, more people uh, don't donate, uh, especially this time of year where you're uh, you know, clearing out the freezer a little bit. You may have some leftover stuff in there that – uh, you could donate. It's processed. It's already done. It's ready to go, well, and make room in your freezer for some of the other stuff. You like know? I said, I I was talking to some other people. I have some ideas. I don't want to throw them out there on the air right now, but uh, we might be able to help out and uh, find ways to streamline a few things. So, yeah, I mean, it's I was always. You just ain't going to be able to keep the fish on this side of the coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least not from Tampa Bay. Yeah, anyway. CCA, uh, you know, well, maybe maybe from another part of the state you can donate your trout, redfish, or, or whatnot, how, but not from here. Think how many people a Goliath grouper could feed. A lot. A One lot. Goliath grouper. <laughs> One Goliath grouper could feed, just don't. could feed 50 people. That would be, uh, be awesome if you could uh, do that. You know, I mean uh, – well, the uh, fish, the uh, FWC is always looking for a place to get rid of lionfish, so uh, that's that would be a good partnership as well. Well, and it's like you said, it's just like the whole hog thing, and I know me and Bill talked about this, me and you've talked about this in the past. I mean, just the, depred- the depredation permits and everything else. Oh, the, yeah. The yeah. amount of weight, and I mean, and I hate to say it like that, the amount of wasted protein that could have been given to people, fed to people, it's mind-boggling. No, I, never, I never could understand that mentality when it came to ranchers and stuff like that. They would, you know, shoot hogs and let them lie, you know, and all that. I'm like, dude, that's, you know, at a minimum, it's hey, 80 pounds of donated in defense of the meat. ranchers, lawyers. That's all I'm going to say. Well, yeah, I understand that, too. But, uh, I mean, 80 pounds of meat is 80 pounds of meat. Uh, whether you need it or not, somebody does. You know what I'm saying? And... If uh, you took it down to some place like Owl's Wild Meats and uh, yeah. donated and it and had it uh, processed out of your own pocket, he's not going to charge you a ton and, of money for and that. And that's one of the things that he was saying is, you know, Swift Mud is paying to have all these hogs trapped and then shot, and then they take a dozer or something out there, dig a hole and bury them. That's crazy. When When that meat could be given and donated, but Swift Mud does not want to be currently involved in that mm-hmm. so and it's like i said we're bro, gonna have to work on that we talked about it a couple weeks ago i said if anything why wouldn't they open that property up for people to uh to uh, still hunt during the day oh, with no, a bow no, no. and then that's run a, dogs at night preserve. why that's do you preserve. vilify people who could help people yeah exactly bad guys lawyers Law- yeah exactly <laughs> you answer your own question jonathan all right we are the big and wild outdoors taking a break for the top of the hour Hour number three is coming up, so stay right here. It is uh, us, me, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George, and we'll be right back.